0: So, uh, like, Saturday, what is today? No, today's Saturday. Yesterday, at the end of our shift at Walmart, yeah, oh. mm. we had a big meeting, a big row, a motivational row about how, I don't know how motivational it was, it's like, we're the worst in our market as far as online grocery shopping, apparently. <laughs> we're very slow. <laughs> we're very slow at picking up the groceries for the people. Are they regretting hiring the 350-pound <laughs> Chilean personal shopper? <laughs> well, this is the bad thing when I'm in the lead, baby. You're in the lead? I'm leading the pack. What are you talking you're, about? You're, 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 their, you're their L-way. I'm the elite oh. shopper. They're going to put me overseas so I can train other people how to be a fat shopper as well. Mm. But I, when we got hired on, they told me. Uh, the HR ladies like, you know, we sometimes we do the Walmart cheer, you know, with the head. and we've I've seen it like in TV shows and movies like that get together and chant and cheer. I was like, oh my god! Well, at the end of the meeting yesterday, they're like, would it help y'all if we did the Walmart cheer? And it was like, give me a W, give uh, me a A, give me a L. God. And then uh, I was like, hey, you know what? We could use that at BGS Studios. Things have been tough here lately. We haven't been able to see each other. Haven't been able to play games. So what if we do a cheer, Jerry?
1: Um, yeah, do it. Just do
0: it. Okay. Uh, what are we? Board game snobs. Okay, I gotta remember who we are. Give me a board. Hey. Give me a game.
1: <laughs> Something that the dice tower doesn't approve of. Give me the snobs. This is not working. I'm I'm clinically depressed
0: what do we do oh i don't okay yeah this isn't working welcome to the board game snobs podcast critically harsh reviews with a
1: touch of class Go. Welcome everybody, one and all. All of you and all of y'all to the Board Game Snobs all y'all. podcast. Uh, hey y'all. Hey y'all. Remember that y'all. Andre 3000. <laughs> ice Cold. <laughs> uh, my favorite part. My favorite part wow. of that music video. Yeah, my favorite part of that music video that I rewound and rewound and rewound was that British announcer, like when they're 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 he's calling them on stage. He just does the greatest intros. He's like an ice cold, three thousand. I mean, he just he just everything about him was perfect, and that's why we paid a British guy five dollars to do our intro.
0: Because it's, I mean, they sound professional and sophisticated, except for Dan Hughes.
1: Yeah, to American ears, anybody British sounds like they know what they're talking about. Like you can mop up in in America, yeah, America if if you're british. Well, no, I take that back. That one guy kind of ruined it for it. Not who Simon Cowell's buddy.
0: Uh, uh the guy that replaced uh uh Bones Bones McCoy. Yeah. Yeah, what was his name? He
1: went on the news for a while and he was awful. He replaced the guy with the suspenders. Yes.
0: I don't know, but I know. I don't know but I know who you're talking about.
1: I'll look him up.
0: Okay, well, but see, the thing that threw me off with the Andre 3000 song was, for years, when to develop my Polaroid pictures, I shook them. Apparently, that's a big no-no.
1: You shouldn't shake them like a Polaroid picture. You're
0: not supposed to shake your Polaroid pictures. It doesn't do anything. Like, it doesn't help. I Exactly. In fact, I think it can smear, like, some of the ink or whatever. But, like, yeah... Charde has a a couple of Polaroid picture cameras, and you're not supposed to shake them. But I said Andre three thousand said to do so.
1: But that wouldn't make it. Piers Morgan.
0: Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan. Yes. It's
1: like yeah yeah. Piers yeah. What was that? Piers Import. What was that store? Pier Pier, Pier 10. One. Pier One. Pier, 101. Pier One. Pier Import. Pier, Pier, Pier one. one Imports. Yeah. There was Piers Morgan and Pier One in Port, and we imported him, and then we didn't like him, and then we His sent him back. His peers
0: don't like him either. Mm-mm.
1: I guess he's back in Britain, so he kind of ruined it for British people for a while. Piers we absolutely li- Now, we like... <laughs> couldn't handle the
0: peer pressure.
1: Couldn't handle it. Uh, we we like the three guys that the Top Gear guys. We love them.
0: Oh, I actually watched, like, the first episode of that that is on Amazon, which is actually, like, season 13, apparently. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. I've heard of this show. Everybody talks about this show. Let me check it out. Yeah, it's good. It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah it's just... it's. They it's, talked it's about me, veterinarians inter- committing suicide. It was very interesting. Veterinarians committing suicide. Apparently, uh who's the main guy? Clarkson? Is that Jeremy Clarkson I'm, or something? Yeah,
1: Jeremy Clarkson. He was like... Mildly uh, racist. I don't know. <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> apparently so, yeah. I was trying to... I was doing all the Wikipedia stuff on it. Yeah, apparently it got canceled for a reason. But, uh, like, the first episode, he randomly brings up how veterinarians, like, people who... Not, not people who fight in wars, but people who work <clears throat> on animals... <laughs>
1: Yeah, how come they don't call doctors that fi- uh, treat soldiers veterinarians? They call, but vets! Because
0: he said, did we have any vets in the house? And I was expecting, like, some soldiers to raise their hands. But uh, apparently it was people that work on animals. And, like, they were randomly talking about how, I guess, at that time, I don't know if in England or what, but he said vets have, veterinarians have, like, a high, the highest suicide rate. And then they were, like, making jokes about going around killing animals. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, interesting. I can see why Jerry likes this show. It's dark. Why would they have the highest suicide rate? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, people that love animals and, oh, well, that's what he was saying. It's like you go into the field expecting to help animals, but most of your field is uh, putting them to sleep, killing them.
1: Right. I think that's the truth, though, with most people in the medical field. Like, even in America, when you you go into it thinking it's one thing, and then you end up doing the most mundane thing is 90% of the work. Like, when I first got on the the fire department, that was all that we did. 90% of our calls was just helping overweight people stand up. That's it. (laughs) They fail. They can't get up.
0: Hey, were you at Walmart quite a bit?
1: Yeah. Uh no the casino actually oh okay that uh, that was that was the place people go there they smoke and then they can't get you know they fall down because my people my cabinets.
0: people the overweight people like to use the scooters oftentimes at Walmart as well
1: yeah but you're losing weight you're you're putting the pressure on old Dan uh, I've
0: uh, done told you Dan gave up a long time ago the contest is I over. know but it's not I am enough now that the you, co-host that, of Sporadically Board but they haven't called me for some reason it's
1: not that you beat him you have to really knock him into the ground (laughs) what is your current weight now
0: uh well i'm still at 315 i I, i've hit the 50 pound loss mark and i have yet to make any progress well when you get
1: sub 300 that's when we're really going to start talking smack
0: oh yeah i'll be super sexy then.
1: yeah yeah that's yeah because you're no longer you'll you'll no longer be fat after you get below 300 you're good
0: so 300 is the fat mark
1: yeah you might feel fat but you're not
0: i am fat I felt, uh, my wife feels fat all the time when she hugs me. (laughs) That's a dark joke.
1: Uh, This is a podcast about board games,
0: by the way. Hey, uh, I had a uh, did you know. Hey, hey, uh, I had a did you know. Some time ago when we discussed uh, things they left out of historical movies that were actually true. And we discussed uh, how gladiators actually were promoted products. But they took that out Uh of gladiator the movie. Says a bridge of spies left out. Project Acoustic Kitty.
1: Oh, I know about the Acoustic Kitty. A
0: CIA plot to spy on the Soviets with cats.
1: And that sounds that sounds crazy, but you <laughs> know there was some veterinarian that was... And if people don't know what Acoustic Kitty was, uh, it was the CIA's plan to r- wire up cats, to be able to put listening devices inside of cats, and then let cats go into into buildings.
0: It says... Uh... The CIA spent 20 million dollars to get their Frankenkitty operational. And on its first mission it was run over by a taxi. <laughs> Before it could reach its target. I believe James Bond covered this with Pussy Galore, right? Mhm. He did. Yeah.
1: He did. She was rigged.
0: Where was the camera?
1: oh my oh sean connery oh. Uh, you know I, wanna know I want to know i want i wish they would they would oust who was in charge of some of the bad ideas that come up in movies because that, that's one guy that's one guy who said hey it, my job is to name the bond girls and they all have to be something you know in your window yeah, an end window of some sort, and he come up with that, and are like, "Hey, Daryl, that's kind of on the
0: nose." He's like,
1: "No, man, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Trust me." Ian's no, it's, it's got to work.
0: It's gonna work brilliantly.
1: Yeah, and then they uh, to have to utter that. That woman should have got an Oscar to have to introduce herself that way. I mean, nobody should have kept a straight face. And uh, there are a lot of other Bond girl. Uh, it is it's awful. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that, is, that, is, that, is, that is to me. The I worst mean, when thing your last James name is
0: apparently on a top. Yeah, come on.
1: That to me is the worst thing about James Bond, right next to the blatant uh, masculinity and violence, and you know all that. But other than the venereal diseases well, that the, he must. Uh, Daniel pass Craig
0: was keeping it real with his. He did. He kept it real. They reversed it. He came out of the ocean sexy in his first movie.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. And sexy so he that.
0: was. He was. He's gotten old quickly. He can Daniel my Craig anytime.
1: Uh, speaking of movies, uh, which I, I just completed a, a, a film. You complete me. I know. This one is a film, uh, a 1993 film. It's a family comedy starring John Candy. You know it. You love it. Cool Runnings. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, my wife wanted to watch that, and we did with the kids. And uh-huh. I told her that this was one of my most watched films. Like, I had watched cool runnings over and over the jamaican bobsled team Mm -hmm. and there's something about that show that's just great it's happiness it's It's happiness in a movie yeah it's just on the note and i like it because in sports shows where they always win that always like kills it for me but i like these sports shows where they don't like they try their best (laughs) they try their best they don't make it, and they're like, "Well, we did. We did what we could. It's like Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. We did what we could. We yes. didn't. We didn't get a gold medal, but you know what? We, we had a fun time. <laughs> we got close. We got close, guys. That's
0: where I got one of my uh, all-time karaoke hits. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. It was sung by Jimmy Cliff in that version, but I don't know who originally sang it. I think it was somebody else. Know. You heard Jimmy that song? Cliff.
1: Yeah, Oh yeah, I know that song. Because because that was the opening song to one of my other favorite movies, uh, Gross Point Blank. That song opens with John mm. Cusack killing a man on a bicycle. Uh, yeah. So anyways, let's get off that topic. That got dark.
0: Another Did You Know, 13 Days Back to Cow and it Yad yeah, Remember that? Kevin Costner doing a uh, Bostonian accent. He did alright. If I he did no, all right. no. no, he, he did, did right. not, Jerry. No. It's a call. Oh, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Uh, it says, it, they left out where uh, John F. Kennedy personally purchased 1,000 Cuban cigars before per- putting a U.S. embargo against Cuba in effect.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's something that, that's like, Benefit of a crown. You know you got to pull off something like that. I need my
0: cigars. Who's he going to (laughs) send in? I know who he should send in to Cuba to get his 1,000 cigars. No, wait. Yeah, 1,000 Cuban cigars. Who? Well, if you've seen Fate of the Furious, uh, Xander Cage, a.k.a. Dominic Toretto, is in Cuba racing cars. Mm -hmm. Xander Cage is a spy for the United States of America. So, John F. Kennedy should send in Xander Cage.
1: That was a stretch. That was a real stretch. And I don't, I I, I have not watched Triple X in so long. I don't even remember it. I think I watched it once and realized this was not. Live for this stuff. Yeah. I just can't, I cannot handle that. There's nothing like fresh powder. I can't handle that type of dialogue in the movie. It kills me. There are so
0: many glorious quotes from Triple X. How
1: dare you? Oh, yeah. The things I'm going to do for my kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh, that's a good one, see? And you uh, knew it. Yeah.
1: You knew I knew it. I I feel degraded. I felt dirty just saying that. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. You posted just an hour ago in our Facebook group. Yes. Uh, ask us anything because we didn't have a topic for today. Which I don't know why you're panicked about us not having a topic because uh, here we are. it's just
0: been a while since we've engaged our audience, and I wanted them to feel included as well. All
1: right. Well, I'll uh, I'll go through this for you then, Power Michael them. Tenor. Michael Tanoi-Vanoi asks, What celebrity Michael would you most Vanoi- like to meet?
0: Huh? What
1: celebrity would you like to meet and why?
0: Are you asking me?
1: Yeah, I'm asking you. He's posing this question to us, but I'm posing it to you. Do dead
0: celebrities it. count? Yes. Well, Sir Sean, who else?
1: Okay. No, I right. do a living one. Do one dead one, do one living.
0: Uh, Mark Hamill.
1: That's a good one. Yes. I think he would be pleasant. Mark Hamill would be he pleasant. He seems
0: to be a very nice guy. He's very uh open. He's not like these celebrities that you have two types of celebrities. Either one, they're a jerk, or two, mm-hmm. they don't like anything they've ever done. Like Shia LaBeouf. Transformers yeah, made he's him accept it. He's weird. Mark Hamill, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or even William Shatner, it's like he hated being Captain Kirk forever, but Mark Hamill. He may have went through that phase for a little bit, but like he now embraces everything, and he does the voice for the Joker, and he was also very upset about how the previous Star Wars movies, the last few Star Wars movies turned out, and I think he's a, I I just like him on Twitter, he's a a cool dude, seems like, I'd like to meet him, but of all time, I'd like to meet Shoshan.
1: Now I, I think it's interesting when he said celebrity, you you automatically assumed like movie star. Well, yeah, so, like, that's how I go too.
0: I mean, other I'm, than that, I, Kim Kardashian. What are you talking about, Paris Hilton? Well,
1: I mean, I mean, like to me, celebrity. Like, when he, here, here is my thought process. When he said, "What celebrity would you lo- most like to meet?" My first thought was like I would ask like Neil Armstrong oh. or somebody <laughs> of that nature. Like, like I would like to meet like. Well, okay. Well, the shows the difference
0: between me and you. <laughs> when I think celebrity, uh, uh, could, I'm about movies and TV.
1: Well, I'm going to assume, I'm going to say that okay, barring Einstein and 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 people like that, I'm going to say that he meant movie celebrity, movie star. And I would really like to go to tea with Daniel Day-Lewis. And just <sighs> just listen. I think that would just, be
0: exhausting.
1: I know, and I would, I would so just, I would just sit and listen to him. Christian talk, Bell. To you me. might
0: as well have tea with Christian Bell at the same time because of the same type of person. There's these method actors that get super involved, and I mean, they have their like clearly the top of their game. So I can't fault them for the way they go uh, at their acting, but uh, I, they just don't seem like much fun if you ask me. I'm not looking for fun. I'm looking for insight. You're not looking I, for a I good time. <laughs> Are you asking for, for tips? Time. Any hot yeah. tips, guys?
1: Oh, Any yeah. hot tips? How do I break into this? Uh no. But I just think it would be incredibly interesting to hear his insights into the, the the art of acting. Um because I'm I I have no I know I watch a lot of movies and and things of that nature and think this this is interesting to me, but I have no clue what it takes to be an actor. I wouldn't want to be an actor, and I just believe there to be more of an art to it than what i think that there is i'm not that i'm not that i'm saying that i think oh anybody can be an actor i there's something to it that i lack that i don't understand and i, I think he would be the guy to put it out there uh Corey hawkman i hope i pronounced that right hawkman, hawkman. is Man. it is beyond the sun on your play radar because it should be beyond the sun is the rio Grande game it's
0: beyond my radar has, i've never heard of it uh yeah it's uh it's uh
1: no Name Designer, first game came out. It's a worker placement, uh, uh, Tech Trees. It looks actually very interesting. And uh, yes, it very much is on my radar. And it's it's one that I've not been excited about a game this year. But looking at it, I have been very excited about Beyond the Sun. And I'm probably going to pursue it. Uh, again, Michael Vanoy the tonoy says, "Should we all If you refer go Beyond the
0: Sun, you go back in time to 1984 and you save the whales. No, if you go Beyond the Sun... That's
1: you find the black hole, son, mm. and that's where ah don't you know? Uh, don't you know? Uh, Michael Tanoi says, "Should we all refer to Jerry as Daddy?" And the answer to that is yes. Who is your Daddy, and what does he do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> true Lies, <laughs> solid. No,
1: oh yeah, no. oh True li- True Lies was a who good is show. your
0: Daddy? What does he do? No, wait, is your what your is that dude? off of? Really. Uh kindergarten cop. He was asking oh, the kid. Okay. So it was our Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I just got the wrong one. I was getting it confused with when he's got his voice on recorder and he's asking uh Jamie Lee Curtis all these questions, you know.
1: Yeah. With his buddy Tom Arnold. Yes. <laughs> uh the last the last thing and the only thing Tom Arnold has ever done for us. Besides the comedy with Tim Curry, get ready, uh, McHale's Navy. And if you know what McKell's Navy is, you've got a problem.
0: Ernest Borgnine.
1: Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Uh what is your favorite Gutenberg movie? Well, it's it's obviously Short Short Circuit. Uh Cocoon that, Returns. Uh that is a solid choice. I don't particular I mean Police Academy was okay. I actually had some Police Academy action figures. But Short, 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 short Circuit, Short Circuit. Short
0: Short Circuit. Where'd the drug, Indiana
1: genre number five uh <laughs> yeah I, I, that's a great idea i need to let the kids watch shorts just short I
0: short <laughs> yeah i got a real short jacket there lassie uh i'm gonna have to let the kids watch number five is I... alive uh i have not seen those movies probably since the 80s however cocoon and cocoon returns are solid movies also starring Wilford Brimley, no axe to the chest.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wilford Brimley's great. great. Songs uh, on short Sons circuit. Short <laughs> circuit. Short circuit. It cracks me up. I remember being a kid. Like I think that when did that show come out? When did, hang on, I'm oh it.
0: That up. had to be <sighs>
1: I mean, saying 80s.
0: 80s is generic. I don't it had know. Had to be 80s. I mean, it
1: had to be 80s. Okay. 86. 86. Is that one or two? Uh, no, that was one. 86. Oh, oh, Lord. It has a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, what is wrong with it's you, It's
0: not a good movie, Jerry. Oh, it's
1: a wonderful <laughs>
0: show. Uh, Short Circuit 2, 88. 38% on okay. Rotten
1: Tomatoes. I, I just remember the uh, joke that Gutenberg told Johnny Number 5 to get him to laugh. They were testing to see if he was alive. And he told him that joke about all the... the, the the preachers that had all this money. And then one says, we should give it to God. And they said, we'll draw a circle and throw the money up the air. And any of the money that lands in the circle, we'll give that to God. And the guy says, no, we'll throw it up in the air. And any of the money that lands outside the circle, we'll give to God. And the other guy says, no, we'll throw it up in the air. And what God wants, he'll keep. And that was the joke that made Johnny number five laugh. And I remember watching that and thinking that must be a great joke. And I told that exact joke at like a Party, uh-huh like years later didn't as a young kid so well. thinking this is gonna this is gonna slay and it <laughs> didn't and i felt lied to and i know i delivered that line perfectly anyway. Sure Gutenberg you let me down man uh cocoon what is the best... and
0: cocoon returns though just saying i'll give you that check it out i'll give you that
1: again michael vanoy the Tenoy keeps asking <laughs> what is
0: does no one else ask questions
1: uh, what is wrong with him does he have nothing else to do uh, he says, what is your favorite color? Uh, <laughs> what? what is the, be- <laughs> what is your favorite color? What is the best thing that is local to you? Restaurant, amusement park, or some <clears throat> hidden <gym>? Walmart. Walmart.com. <laughs> no, uh, you go ahead with that. Y'all got the, uh, Eiffel Tower there in Paris. Texas. Uh,
0: yeah. We have the Paris, Texas Eiffel Tower with a little cowboy hat on top of it. It's it's not that big, and it's kind of disappointing if you're expecting much. Uh, our it's biggest right. thing we have here is probably chilies. Am I right?
1: <laughs> I think he's talking about. I think he's 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 talking about other things. Like, is there any?
0: I would say the closest thing to us, besides going to Dallas, uh, would be Beaver's Bend State Park in Oklahoma. That's where everybody goes. Oh,
1: Beaver's Bend. That's a great idea because Beaver's Bend has two things. Number one, it has the Grateful Head. I said that right. Not the Grateful Dead. The Grateful Head, which is some of the best pizza in all of the land. It's uh, like a Which in Oklahoma
0: doesn't require a whole lot.
1: It doesn't. But, I mean, it's really good. But they have bands there, and that's where the river is. And it's also in McCurtain County. And if you happen to be, and I don't know how to say this delicately, uh, if you happen to be a person who partakes in uh, <laughs> smoking herbs and spices, uh-huh. yes. uh, everybody knows McCurtain County because McCurtain County sells McCurtain County gold. That is where it's manufactured. And McCurtain County gold is a certain type of weed,
0: it's I not, guess we'll call not it. It's not gold at all. Yeah.
1: No, no. Cannabis? That is a, it's a cannabis that apparently is amazing and has been known even before it was legal uh as being the place uh, is it legal I, I now re- uh for for health purposes yes that's oh, why wow. i have glaucoma so you got uh,
0: <laughs> you get that doctor that's like oh yeah you got gla- you get glaucoma you get glaucoma you get glaucoma
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh I, the fun fact up in new york city outside just a few blocks from the brooklyn bridge saw a guy wearing a baseball cap I, i'm sorry a shirt that said mccurtain county gold Wow. Like, it is a known thing in that community. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, uh, best weed in the States,
0: apparently. Okay, any questions uh, from other people other than Michael Vanoy?
1: Yes. Uh, best, uh, this is from Jim Cur- Crimmings. Crimmings, it's not Cummings, it's Crimmings. Crimmings. Uh, best, best whiskey or adult beverage you've had in quarantine? Brown chicken, brown
0: cow. Oh,
1: mm. yeah. I'm really Sex liking. Sex
0: on the beach, fuzzy navel. Uh, Durst, Although Fuzzy too, Navel's not that erotic, actually.
1: Uh, it depends on who you ask. I, I, <laughs> maybe maybe Mike, that's Mike, the way you Mike, like Deli- it. Mike Delicio likes toe jam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the...
0: And how's I that have, drink uh,
1: Mary Jerry? Well, a little bit of Jägermeister. Uh, Stirred with the big toe? <laughs> yeah, start with your big toe. That, uh, that's how he makes his martinis, his dirty martinis.
0: Just start with my big toe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> This was a good martini, then it turned into a dirty martini.
1: Is this a hair? Um, two drinks that I've come across just in purchasing alcohol here when I, during the quarantine, and I hope this counts. One, one of my favorite gins, which is Prairie Gin, which you've probably seen pictures of it on um, the Instagram. If you have our Instagram, I'm a big gin drinker, and this is one of my favorites, and it's surprisingly affordable. And another one is a whiskey called Kilburn. Which it has a very nice smoky flavor to it, and it's not very smooth though. But it it makes you feel like you're drinking a manly drink, and uh, yeah, you need that sometimes. Huh. Let's see, thoughts on Inish from Kyle Miller. I love Inish. We played I don't it, own it.
0: I played it with Jerry online. Uh, it took me a while to get it. I could see, I could see the hubbub about it, but I would need to play it like. A real game on in life with other folks i don't know it just didn't, st- it didn't hit me on tts
1: word on the street is there's going to be another reprint of it soon uh kyle Min- miller also asks grits or hash browns
0: hash browns
1: hash browns yeah uh mason pierce asks would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck duck-sized horses so here's the thing. Wait, wait, I wait. I used to have one horse-sized duck. Yeah, duck a size of a horse or a 100, 100 duck
0: duck-sized horses Ow. Oh.
1: I would I'm I would fight take the horses.
0: The horse-sized duck.
1: No, I'm not no, no. That's have you ever owned a duck? Yes. Okay. I if you they're violent, they get violent. And they are they no, I would not fight a horse-sized duck. You're you're wanting to be bailed to death. They they, they they have no heart. They, they will kill you indiscriminately. I'd rather fight 100 duck-sized horses. What themes have yet to be properly explored from Christopher Blaze? I don't know how you say his name. Sounds, sounds like he's fishing for ideas. I'm keeping my themes to myself. Uh, I I will say this, and I have griped about this for some time. There has not been a good nor... I, oh, there's been a decent paramedic game which is that paramedic clear, which is this frantic kind of yeah. card game that got no attention. I actually real really time. enjoyed that game. Yeah, real time. I good. actually enjoyed that game. Uh, there is no there is no game that captures the feeling of the stress and the decisions and yeah, everything that's balled up in that job. Same with personal
0: shopping because people are waiting for their groceries to be delivered and they get very upset when they're not on time.
1: I guarantee you that if they made a game about paramedics and they made a game about personal shoppers, that personal shopper game would probably be the next Splendor. <laughs> it's something that it's something that people can relate to.
0: They're, the in, they're in they're uh, in parking lot two, uh, spot number three, and they're expecting eggs, milk, and sugar. You need to go get that and get that ready out to them by in time.
1: I forgot the sunny D. <laughs>
0: You know that's not a bad game. I mean, that's a uh, uh, set collection and pick up and deliver. Bam! Walmart the yeah. game.
1: Uh, you can't call it that. You'll have to call it Mall Oh, Paul Blart, something like that. Paul Blart. Paul Blart. That would the be guy. good. And you could have you could have all of your each. You Game, you got to pick who your personal shopper was going to be, and all the artwork could basically be just variations of Enrique. (laughs) Here's Enrique with a mustache. Here's Enrique with no mustache. Here's Enrique with sleeves. But actually,
0: like, I mean, uh, it tends to be like I we have uh, like we come in in shifts. There's like a five to two shift, a six to three shift, and then like an eight to five shift. I'm the only guy on my shift. Most of it tends to be younger people, uh, much skinnier than me, so their feet don't hurt them. I'm, like, the only one wearing the big, huge, like, dad shoes, New Balance. Everybody else is wearing, like, their cool Converse. I'm like, how do your feet not hurt? They're like, because we're not morbidly obese. (sighs) Then I go on break and eat me a Subway sandwich, and I wonder what's going on. There's a Subway right there. I can't help not eating a Subway sandwich. They're
1: good. But what do you get? It's called
0: Speck. You know what that is?
1: Ah, uh, that sounds nasty. Go ahead.
0: It's the German word for the weight you put on from emotional eating.
1: Oh, I thought that was a sandwich. <laughs> I thought we were still talking about sandwich. I just you asked you what baked. kind of sandwich, and you said Kummerspeck. i i like, like Does that have dill pickles? What is that? <laughs> What's the deal with the pickles? I don't know. Kummerspeck. Uh, Ryan Maxwell says, well, Ryan, if you were going to make... Most things in here
0: don't rack well to bullets.
1: If you were going to make a worker placement game in the Star Wars universe, what would be the theme and the objective? What's people fishing for our board game ideas? Uh, obviously, with Star Wars, a worker placement game would doesn't sound like that would be a good
0: match for that. I would tell you theme. what I thought about. Go ahead. It would have to be Ewok related and basically a Stone Age version, but with the Ewoks building their houses in the trees.
1: Just re theme Stone Age and call it uh, indoor. Return of indoor. Return of indoor. That would be an Ewok or placement game. Uh the <laughs>
0: Hey. It took me a second, but that's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, know, I was expecting Walk more out of out you placement. there. <laughs> <We're> like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I would say, it's, yeah, yeah, that's a stretch. Okay, that's, that's okay. You left it. You left. You dropped the ball there. Uh, but the theme of something, I would say. Walker, like, no. S- God,
0: dead gummit. I was thinking like a uh, walking, Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken placement game. <laughs> wow. These Ewoks coming in to endure.
1: And the, the first player token's a cowbell. The, the, the uh, theme to, of this that would have... a
0: patent. TM in a circle. You cannot steal these ideas.
1: Yeah. Ryan, if I see you designing a game and has any of these elements, I will sue you to oblivion. Uh, or at least, please at accredit me somewhere. Put my name on the box. Featuring Jerry Baker. I, I guess a theme of something like you're sending out your troops to go bounty hunting. I think that would be cool. Like out like the Mandalorian, which we're gonna talk about episode two. Aren't we gonna talk about episode two?
0: Yeah.
1: Later at the end of the show, after we get done uh talking about Raiders of Scythia. Let's hard merge into Raiders of Scythia. I'm ready to hard merge into it. We've been talking for a long time about things of okay. ill consequence.
0: Well, I sure had a bunch of stuff left over, but okay. Did you cover Save most it for next of the time. questions?
1: All the questions. Okay. About. Okay. All the questions, even the one about fighting ducks and horses. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty much. Pretty much. We're good. All right. So, I want to talk about Raiders of Scythia. Scythia, which is currently it's rated 8.1 on BGG. Its weight is right down the middle at 2.58. Uh, it's a one to four player game designed by none other of Mr. Shim Phillips, who also did the artwork with Sam Phillips.
0: Shim Shimini, Shim Shimini, Shim Shim Sh
1: now. Sam also did the artwork for one of our favorite favoriter games, Circadian's First Light, which I really kind of like that artwork. It was different, kind of uh not retro, but cartoony. Had that Just cartoon-y. cartoon. Cartoon. It was cartoony but yet realistic. You know how sometimes they they go for that look of it, it is a cartoon but yet it has it's more serious, not like not, not anime. Yahoo, you call that. Yeah, we'll go for that. Yahoo.
0: Yahoo serious. So Raiders
1: of Raiders of Scythia is a reskin. It is a reskin in my opinion of good old Raiders of the North Sea. Now Raiders of the North Sea, which I believe we've talked about many times on this podcast, is one of Goppy's favorite games. He owns all the expansions. It's a game that I don't particularly like. It's pretty, it's just boring to me. uh I do I will say that I find that Raiders is a functional game and it it, it works, it works. it's it's just not for me. So I, it's not that I hate the game. it's not that I think it's a bad game. It's just not one of my it's just not something for me. Raiders of Scythia is the same thing. You're taking your dudes, you're 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 employing these mercenaries, and then you're using them to go out and attack these villages and areas and gain those resources and use those resources to either attack more bigger areas or trade those resources. More bigger, into bigger yes. Points. More bigger. Those are my favorite. That's my rapper name. More bigger, uh, more better, and more bigger. Uh man, this artwork in this game is really good. Uh, just, to, just, to, it's just brown. the thing that jumped. It's brown. It's very brown, but it's khaki. You know how I feel
0: about khaki. You love a khaki.
1: I love khaki, and the artwork in on the people and the various other little. Yeah, I, I like the artwork in the game. I really do. The. Mm. Go ahead. Tell tell them what you think. Tell them what you think before I get get going.
0: Um. Raiders of the North Sea, the base game, I enjoyed it very much when I first got it. I was like, this is is one of those games that just, it clicks with you. It's a great gateway type of game, Uh, a good, easy entry, a Stone Age-ish type of game. Uh, It wowed everybody with the mind-blowing aspect of not only do you place a worker, but when you pick a worker up, you also get to do an ability um yeah that was kind of cool i didn't think it was quite as mind-blowing as everybody acted like it was but yeah it was pretty cool enjoyed the game a lot enjoyed the uh, hall of heroes expansion enjoyed the uh, uh this is valkyrie expansion i forget what the other one's called the second one the third one it's sitting on the shelf but i can't see it from here but the two expansions added to the game I very much enjoyed them. They added a lot more options for scoring points and fighting and doing this and doing that, Uh, quests, etc. I would not now, and I have it on my phone, an app of Raiders of the North Sea. I tried playing it the other day, and it only has the base game on the app. I can't play it anymore. It's boring to me. It's too basic because once you go first class, it's hard to go back to coach. Uh, first Class is Mead and uh, uh, the Quests, and uh, are for the, the, the other one had Jarls and stuff in it. But Scythia, Raiders of Scythia, basically has taken all of these things that are good from the expansions and the base game, streamlined them into Raiders of Scythia, and it's the best of all the worlds, and you don't need both games. If you have both games, it's redundant. I need to get rid of one. The only reason I really like Raiders of Scythia is because I have the expansions and I have the little fancy play mat that they came out with that I can unroll and lay on the table. It's very nice. Neop- You're talking about Raiders of North Sea? Yeah, what I say? You said
1: Scythia. Yeah, you said Scythia. Uh, Raiders yeah, you of North all Sea the f- I
0: have the Neopreneur. Yeah. I've got all the bells and whistles that ever came out for Raiders of North Sea. But now that Raiders of Scythia is here... And I bought the one that has a metal coin. So, you know, check that box. It has the damage. I mean, you take damage. That's from the... Hold on. That's from the Fields of Fame expansion. I just had to freaking look it up. The Fields of Fame. You're fighting the Yarls, and you take damage. When one of when your workers takes damage, you put the little blood droplet on him. Like he's bleeding. But ever so slightly. Just a singular drop of blood is oozing from him. Kum, kumis? Kumik? <laughs> uh, fermented mare's milk? That the Scythians apparently drank. That's basically the uh. mead. Uh, it has the quest from Hall of Heroes. It has all the good things from both expansions, streamlined into this game. But it also does add these horses you can buy that give you uh, extra fighting ability or victory points. It also has these eagles you can buy. You can make the. You can either choose a horse or an eagle. And the eagle can give you extra fighting points, but it also does some other various things with your abilities. They're kind of just a tacton thing. Take it or leave it, but it's a, another Would you th-
1: rather fight a eagle sized horse or a hundred <laughs> horse sized eagles? An eagle sized uh, horse. Yeah, no, no. An eagle sized uh, horse.
0: It'd be small. A simply a small horse. You're fighting a Shetland pony.
1: <laughs> I've been I had some bad experiences with Shetland (laughs) ponies. Sean Um, Connery's
0: favorite horse. It's actually pronounced Settland Pony. He just never could talk right. Uh, The main thing, this is the main thing that sells Raiders of Scythia completely to me and I can just get rid of Raiders of the North Sea with expansions is the solo game. Really? The solo game in Scythia was not an afterthought. (laughs) The solo game to Raiders of the North Sea, even though it is good, I enjoyed a lot. They didn't come out with it till much later and you had to buy it separately. It's a, it's, you had to buy the deck of cards from Garfield Games. Once you got them, you ever you remember those fortune teller like paper games when you was a kid? It was like, bam, 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 bam. It was like a fourfold process. You pick yes. one of the four corners, they flip it up. Well, when they sent out the solo game, you unfolded the box and it like unfolded into these four quadrants, and you had to read all these different quadrants to understand the solo game. It wasn't that hard, but for dramatic purposes, I'm gonna say it was kind of a pain in the butt. Whereas Raiders of Scythia, the uh, t- the somebody called it proper term but it's the the tree of the decision tree it's like Mm -hmm. okay you do this okay if that's there then you go it's all on one card it's all on one card and you just go down the line and if you can do this you do that if you do this you do that if not then bam there's your answer very solid very smooth love the solo to Raiders of Sidia one of just I've played it six times just in the last few days really yes Wow, And I for did, all those reasons, Raid of the North Sea still a good game, but it's a lot of stuff tacked on that I also don't like. Like <clears throat> me and Jerry agreed we didn't like the Valkyries killing off my crewmen just because I happened to pick one that had the black head that, you know, not a pimple, but a Valkyrie that would just, you have to kill a crewman. So then you got to go back and hire another crewman and go through that hell process. Whereas this one, you can take damage, but you can get rid of that damage. Or you can just keep fighting with the damage and hope that you don't take too much more and then they don't die. But that's uh, negatable. Uh, I like that. I, I like the getting rid of the Valkyrie.
1: I, I So to my, to my thoughts on, on Raiders of Scythia, I hadn't played the solo, of course, but I'm pleased to hear that that's, that that's good. I'm... That You you touched on one of the things that irritated me the most about Raiders was that track with the Valkyrie, which is thematic, which you're gaining points for your Vikings basically sacrificing themselves in combat. In Raiders of Scythia, it really feels like you're putting together this motley crew of Raiders that have very powerful uh, bonuses that incentivize you to do certain things. Uh, And so I remember and just just very quickly just to kind of go over our our kind of review of it the rules of the game were very simple to learn because you taught me the game basically by saying hey this is raiders but this symbol means this and this symbol means that I'm like oh, okay and oh oh by the way you can buy horses and eagles and you go here and you do that and, and i mean it was quick to learn so the rules must have been
0: if you, I, I didn't I, see the rule book, yeah but, if you have played north sea you it's you can play I'm this. dancing
1: around. I'm dancing around saying that if you could teach it and you learn it, it must be easy, without insulting you. But I'll just go out and say, if what Gobby learned it, it must be that easy,
0: right? But it's North Sea. That's what I'm saying. If you've played North Sea, you can play this game in five minutes, easy, or learn to play it.
1: So it has a little bit more too than just the base game of North Sea, because the base game of North Sea, which for all craziness, is rated 2.5 as well on BGG. Uh, North Sea, the base game, was very simple and much lighter than that, in my opinion. Raiders of Scythia's rating of a 2.5 seems to me to be more legitimate. That's This game is right down the middle, simple to learn. The only issues that I had, and I cover this with the component quality of it, is the artwork to me is better, but the user interface, the, the symbols and the board is... I, I, it's a little more cluttered. And so for somebody who can't quite focus on small symbols and things of that nature, you know, either the, the, you start off at the top of the board and work your way down. Whereas in Raiders, you start at the bottom and you work your way up. So all your worker placement is taking place at the very top of the board. That's very yeah, irritating that was
0: kind of I I don't, I might discuss this on our previous podcast. I think I lose track I think of we what we did. talked
1: about. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned that, and I don't like that. I wish it was down closer to me so I could see what's going on. That was a I bad choice in terms of... I prefer a board that
0: spans left to right as opposed to north down. to south.
1: I don't mind the north to south thing if if all my actions are taking place close to home. Whereas I, I start at the top and I work my way down. I did not like that. That was a bad choice for them. They could simply have flipped that and it would have had the same... Uh, effect. So there's that. So components wise, did those metal coins come with the game, the Kickstarter? Uh,
0: they came. I, I don't remember. I pre ordered this from Garfield. I don't remember if I paid okay. extra for it or not. But
1: so the, the, uh, basically, kick uh, metal coins are the are is the it's the my most important component. Yeah, it's the most overrated component in board gaming. Buy one good set of metal coins that are generic and just keep them for all the games. But still, the components, other components in the game were very fine and, and
0: worked just great. I did not Art like worked- the provisions. <laughs> the provisions in Raiders of North Sea look like the provisions on the board. The provisions in Scythia looks like a basket of flowers on the board, but the actual component is just a round ball pretty much. Not the same. And I didn't like that. But other than that.
1: So the decisions in the game, I, I felt like for a medium weight game, it was fine. I, nothing was very taxing. I knew where I was going to go. I knew what I was going to do. The, the decisions that came that were interesting to me was which cards are I going to play? Basically, which mercenaries were I'm gonna, going to hire that were going to give me these um, powers? But also, now am I going to go out and spend a little extra time getting a eagle, which will buff them a little bit, or get him a horse, which will add, no. a, a, add to their attack value. That was somewhat interesting, and it was nice having that this feel of, I have purchased, employed these mercenaries, and they were with me the entirety of the game. None of my guys died. I kept them alive because I liked what I had. I really like that. I think that the same thing that bugs me in raiders bugs me in this game it's that those quests or those you know the yarl things the 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 satisfying the yarl in in (laughs) raiders of the that sounded weird satisfy the yarl uh in raiders where you basically turn in resources for victory points that can be abused in raiders and you can abuse the quests in this game as well but everybody has to know that that's kind of where you're going to score a lot of points you need to go attack places and then when those quests show up go out and get them done
0: yeah i mean i think somebody said it in uh something else i read it's like it's called raiders of whatever so the way to win the game is to go out and raid as soon as possible one of my things i tend to do in both of these games (laughs) i don't know why because i lose doing this every single time but I'm like, I'm going to gather up all I can first. Meanwhile, Jerry or Mike, whoever I'm playing, is going out and raiding. Because you know, they raided little small spots. So they're like worth, in the beginning of the game, they're worth one point. I'm like, that's not worth it. But when they raid that, they're getting all these, you know, the gold, the wagons, all this stuff that you need to get the quests. But I'm like, saving up all my stuff. I'm going to go big, and then I lose. So don't do that. But there is that option it's like sometimes you feel like okay i can go to the village repeatedly and build up everything that will allow me to make a maybe two or three raids without having to go back to the village but meanwhile usually while you're doing that if the opponent is smart they're like raiding as soon as they're able to and i think that's the way to go in this game oh yeah but yeah
1: yeah that's that's the way to go and that's about the the extent
0: of the decision tree
1: yeah, The enjoyment of this game, for me, it comes from it's very quick to make decisions in this game. It's very quick and satisfying to go out and do a raid. There's not that many hard decisions in the it's, game.
0: It's it, more it, of a race, really.
1: It's it, it's a racing game. It's, it's I'm going here, I'm going here, I'm doing this, I'm getting this stuff. Okay, i, I got to pull the trigger. And it, oh. it, it feels more of a race game rather than a Euro game where you're vying for a spot and position and turn order.
0: Yeah. Uh, I did want to say, <laughs> I I discovered something in the solo that almost completely royally messed me over in my victory. I somehow pulled out with a victory, but okay, so as you go down the board, you progressively get these uh, workers that are stronger in their ability to raid, because you can only raid with certain characters as you go down the board, and Crimea, Crimea, or whatever that one's called, then uh, Assyria, Persia, then Greece. You can only raid Greece with red workers. Uh, the solo bot, the shimbot, which I call A.A. Ron from Castles of Burgundy, the card game, he had wiped out all but one of the red workers and I didn't even notice. So by sheer luck, there was a red worker left that would enable me to go down to Greece and continue my raiding. Had he gotten that last rid of that last one too, I couldn't have even went down to Greece. Like, the game would have been over for me, and the the bot would have just wiped everything out. And Mm -hmm. that's just something I realized in this game that I never came across in Raiders of the North Sea. Uh, I don't know if it's because I didn't play that solo enough or what, but in this game, it's like, you have to get one of those red workers before the robot wipes them all out, or else you're screwed, which was kind of interesting and fun. I was like, oh, my God, I almost really got messed up. So...
1: It really makes the game, makes you stay on your toes in terms of watching what the bot does, I guess. Yeah. But, so, my thing is, is I I didn't, I thought the base game of Raiders was dull. And with all the expansions, I just, I don't like expansions. I'm obviously going to suggest that you buy Raiders of Scythia over Raiders of the North Sea. In my opinion, if you have North Sea, there's no need to buy Scythia. They're they're the same game. They've just been reskinned. Do I think that Raiders of scythia is the more refined? I mean, you have to clarify
0: with expansions,
1: right? With expansions, yeah. So uh, yeah, obviously Raiders of scythia is a better game. Yes, I think it's 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 a it's a much better game. It tends to be a tighter game. There is some issue that I have with the components and the layout of the board that I wish would have been fixed but other than that this is a reskin of Raiders of the North Sea it didn't it, i liked it better than them i mean it's still not a game that i'm raving about but it's it's a good game it's right down the middle for me i don't hate it i don't love it i'll play it every time gabi has it sets up has it set up and i i enjoy it more than raiders obviously
0: i i do as well there's only one thing there's one thing missing from this game that i would have brought over from fields of fame. And that is, in fields of fame, you could basically <laughs> overwhelm, have overwhelming forces in one of your attacks, like say you', you know, your strength was 50 and you were attacking something that only you know, maxed out at 30. Well, you just had 20 points go to waste. Well, fields of fame awarded you points for that overwhelming force kinda of wish they had ported that over to Scythia. So it's like, okay, if I attack you with this amount of strength over what's required, I feel like I should get some bonus points for that. But I don't
1: I don't like that because in Scythia I didn't notice that anybody was able to achieve any overwhelming attacks. Uh, I noticed that it was a much tighter game and so I, I suspect that's why they left it out perhaps so. Like like I never had an issue in Raiders of the North Sea of getting enough guys to go attack something. Whereas in Scythia it always felt like I was stretching getting horses and getting stuff and then, you know, barely making one and that's why it's a much tighter game and that's why I I, I enjoy it a little bit more than I did uh Raiders. So. Okay. Anyways, Scythia gets the nod for me. It's a, it's a decent game. It's functional. It's not one that I'm raving about. I would say that obviously if you're if you're on the fence about uh, buying a shim phillips game i i really like circadians but it's a dice placement game you know I no, that's that not shim either Phillip. no it's 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 a garfield games but it's it's uh it's mcdonald that did that one but i really like uh i think raiders of Scythia might be my favorite of his to be honest i think it is it is my favorite of his so there you go
0: <laughs> it's official
1: it's official
0: like the artwork agreed i i too i uh, i have all of the raiders and uh, this just is it's like i don't have to break out all this other crap to play it i could just play this one game right good job
1: on the artwork i'm pleased to hear that the solo was good nothing nothing it warms the cockles of my heart to hear that the game has a good solo cockles are warmed solo makes me think of hans which makes me think of star wars which makes me think of the mandalorian which i want to talk about Ah, oh, okay uh, i'm
0: uh, really liking the f- what I, I gotta pee so
1: just... oh you go leave it i'll, I'll keep talking okay bye okay go urinate uh urination i really like the fact that we're doing this thing now where we're recording on saturday night after we have just watched the mandalorian So that we can then talk about it. We're not trying to get ahead and just uh, put out episodes. Sometimes in the past we would record multiple episodes at one time. So that we'd have a, a few banked in case something happened. But now we're just flying by the seat of our pants. I really like that. And I really am liking The Mandalorian too. Uh... I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Baby Yoda is about the best thing that happened in Star Wars. And also, the rumors that they have that they're making a Boba Fett spinoff. I know Gobby does not like Boba Fett. I don't know how I feel about that though. I don't know if I feel like they should be doing a Boba Fett spinoff. I think I'm hope I I feel like it'd be too samey if they make it just like The Mandalorian. And I don't want that. I don't want a spinoff of The Mandalorian. I just want more Mandalorian. And then perhaps with this Obi-Wan Kenobi series, it kind of maybe being a little bit more serious and darker and stuck to a story rather than so episodic like The Mandalorian. That's that's really what I'm looking forward to. But uh, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of, of spinoffs. Frasier. Frasier was a decent spinoff from Cheers. That was a good spinoff. The Jeffersons. Jeffersons was good. I like the Jeffersons. I was very scared that they were going to do a spinoff of The Office where they were uh, getting old Dwight Schrute lined out to do Schrute Farms. Man, by the time The Office has run its course, I had enough of Dwight Schrute. That show was two seasons long. The last thing I wanted to see is more Dwight Schrute. I'm glad they didn't do a spinoff of any of The Office characters. Parks and Recreation wasn't so much a spinoff. It was just kind of a, a similar sh- a show in a similar vein. And... Uh, I enjoyed it too. I just don't know, Parks, Parks or The Office. I like The Office better. Although I do like Nick Offerman, I like him a lot in Parks and Rec. I did not like uh, the main character in Parks and Rec. Is it Amy Poehler? I didn't really like her character that much. I found her annoying, and not as endearing as Michael Scott. But I found like the other characters in Parks and Recreation to be uh much better side characters uh than the ones in the office i mean pam and jim were great i mean but that's a love story that's different but like the other characters in the office besides dwight you know you got andy which was annoying and and uh but the only one i really liked was was oscar out of accounting uh, i thought he was a good
0: character and we're oh, back. and
1: uh yeah, uh, you, uh, so the, between the Office and Parks and Rec, go which one you like the best?
0: Uh, office clearly, up clearly. until season seven.
1: Yes, I would say the Office. I, I would say Office till season six. The, the 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 season after Mike, uh, Michael Scott leaves. That's the best Office, and <laughs> well, I'd say Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec from season two onward.
0: Yes, agreed. I really. Came into Parks and Rec thinking, oh, my God, this is such an office wannabe. And season one was pretty rough. But season two onward, they really come to the round. Uh, the Office, upon second watch, and I'm on the last season, episode four, Michael leaves during season seven. Then season eight is when Robert, California, James Spader comes on. Uh, the worst season of all time is season seven when Michael is still on. Uh his character becomes kind of unlikable. He starts dating that woman from the club. Uh my uh Jim becomes co-manager and he like loses his sense of humor. I guess the writers just thought he wasn't Jim anymore. Really bad. Really, really bad season. The beginning of season eight, really funny. Robert California is freaking hilarious. James Spader being crazy. I mean, it was just yeah. it was hilarious. Uh, the end kind of peters off. And season nine, eh, eh, it's pretty rough. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, rough.
1: So, The Mandalorian, second episode of season two. What,
0: what are your thoughts on that one? Okay, here's my thoughts. Go large. There are people, and I understand. I can understand this. They're like, it doesn't further the story. Where's the story? Gotta have story. What happened to just enjoying TV shows? Just sitting back, Having fun. This was Star Wars colon arachnophobia. I was freaked out. Those spiders, those ice spiders, were amazing, creepy. They were running. It was exciting. It was almost kind of like a horror episode, minus the extreme. Uh, the director for this, Peyton Reed, was also the director for Ant Man and Ant Man the Wasp. So lots of humor, kind of childish humor involving the child. Eating the eggs. Was it silly? Yes. Was it done? Was it kind of weird that he's eating the babies of this frog lady? Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but it's so adorable, you don't care. Frog lady. She breaks out doing her frog hop there at the end. I was I was into it, man. I mean, this is dumb. It doesn't do anything for the overall arcing story of finding Yoda's, little baby Yoda's parents or whoever the frack they're doing but it was just a fun episode and i was all about it i i just i li- we like to have fun here i had fun this episode this this was this was probably my,
1: one of my favorite episodes if not my most favorite episode so far it it uh, so to begin with and i have to start frog like lady
0: adorable
1: i have to start in like chronological order of it but i was this episode started and I thought, okay, we're going to have Boba Fett in this. They're going to shoehorn Boba Fett and completely subverted that expectation. They're doing exactly what I want them to do, which is don't bring Boba Fett into this. If you're going to, there talks of a spinoff. I don't care about that. Push that to the side. Don't let Boba Fett overtake the story and just have this neat scene with him riding the speeder, getting ambushed, and then fighting those guys. And if you didn't laugh out loud when he shot that rocket pack, with that one dude on it up in the <laughs> air, that was hilarious. So when and that you happened, you knew it was
0: coming. You knew it was oh, coming. Yeah. that
1: that that was a great. What was so disturbing? I let my kids. Well, I, so I, I watch. I, I have this. I have this routine now that like Friday morning, when the Mandalorian like gets released, like four o'clock in the morning where I'm at. I like get up early. I make me a cup of coffee and I watch it by myself. And then, like later in the weekend, like I watch it with the kids. The kids just laughed and laughed as that poor little Jawa-looking guy come falling from the sky, <laughs> and it warmed the cockles of my heart. Going, yes, that was funny. Then the 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 frog lady. Why why am I enthused about this frog lady? <laughs>
0: because she's adorable.
1: Why? Tell me why. I want to know I why don't, I, don't, I, I, I oh, like oh, the frog I, lady. Not
0: to. Don't forget Ant Man. <laughs> The literal Ant-Man, like, yeah. they're just taking random well, insects and uh, well, creatures. Well, the,
1: Pey- the Peyton Reed guy directed Ant-Man, so that was his thing. That's why he did that. Okay, So that was like, that was a neat callback. Hey, do you know light. what
0: kind of shoes a uh, frog lady wore? uh uh-huh. Open toed.
1: I'm on the fence about that one. That was good. That was good. I'll give you there. I'm not going to rib you for it. Uh, so the the episode of him like getting the part where he's like getting pulled over by the X-wing. She's really into hip hop. And that chase, yes. that chase of hit that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. Just the visuals of that. I thought that was awesome. They've
0: really him amped crashing. up the uh, money. AKA visual effects in this episode. Oh, that this, was like fifty million dollars series. right there. They
1: they, they they blew all their money on, on that and then the spiders. And oh the whole God. thing
0: I, I was just, I'll, I'll, I was blown away. I I don't know if I was feeling some type of way when I was watching this show, but the, the them running from the spiders and the look and visual effects of the spiders was so amazing to me. I just I want a whole show of somebody fighting their way off this planet of spiders. Like, give me that movie. I was sitting there
1: thinking, okay, they're in the ice cave. It's going to be that big white looking wampa bear thing with one arm that Luke, you know, like, like on Hoth. I thought that's what's going to, that's what he's going to find. He's going to be fighting and that'll be a callback. That's what I was expecting. I am so glad that they completely just went around that and said, no, we're going to come up with something new and original. What is everybody afraid of? Spiders. Let's do some sort of eye spider. New bite.
0: and aribiginal.
1: And I was disturbed by Baby Yoda. I'm not even going to address that. Uh, by Baby Yoda eating the eggs. That just completely got me.
0: I, 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 that was so eating wrong. the larva, eating this woman's ovaries. Basically, I don't know. It's yes, weird. Yes. It's like it's like
1: it's like what is he doing? That's her. That's her. That's her child. That's but he's that's so the adorable last when he life. does it. And she you was, and she was egg. so
0: fond of them, and like I don't know, it was it hit on such weird emotions the way that you know she was. These eggs are her life, are her babies, but then little baby Yoda, the child, is eating them, and that's adorable too, and funny la- and disturbing the, all at once.
1: The last scene in the show where he like. He goes to you know, the Mandalorian, goes to sleep in the cockpit, and Baby Yoda looks back at her and she's hugging that canister of her eggs. And he just looks forward and then pops another one in his mouth, sucks it in. It just cracks me up. There's something I, we saw more Baby Yoda in this episode than we have everything else, like him babbling and walking and doing stuff. And just the interactions between him. This, this show has shown that. The show has and shown. I've seen a lot. I, it, this it, show, I heard Star Wars. Yeah, I... I, Stop! Stop! You're killing me. You're gonna gonna make me croak. Uh, The, the, uh... (laughs) Oh, God. uh, That I've heard a lot of people say, like, the story, the main storyline of getting Baby Yoda back to whomever, they're griping about the fact that we're just watching episodic one-off adventures to me that is that is the enjoyment of the show and it it feels like this video game rpg where yeah you have the main quest but we're going to spend 60 hours doing side quests before and the main story is not that interesting i mean i'm sure i'm sure that i'm sure there's some reveal or something that will take place at the end, the conclusion of the show, where you know, baby, with Baby Yoda or something like that. But it's the adventure, it's the journey, it's not the exactly. destination. Exactly,
0: like that. I mean, that's yeah. a cliche saying, but everybody says it. It's like it's not the destination; it's the journey along the way. Okay, so he delivers Baby Yoda. Then what? Then what are we gonna do? What's next? It's like what's what what what, what will make you happy? For me, it's. All the adventures on the way, and all the characters he meets, and the world that gets developed around Star Wars that we never knew existed. Frog people, ant people, I've never seen them before. Giant ice spiders, amazing.
1: If you'll, <laughs> if you'll remember, like last year when we were talking about it during one of our pod snaps, I said like, I figured that Baby Yoda would just be like a gimmick. Like, he'll drop him off at the end of the first season or something, and then he'll go on to the, we'll move on to the real thing that The Mandalorian is supposed to be about. Like, each season, it's a new thing. I am so glad that that has not been the case. I am so glad that it has just been each episode, they're allowing the writer and the cre- and the, the directors to go, okay, be creative. Do Give the people Star Wars, but put a twist on it. And so, each episode, we're watching things that we have seen in the past from Star Wars. We're getting these callbacks. We've seen speeder bikes. We've seen speeder bikes wreck. But we've not seen, like, him fight these people and the jetpack thing. And, you know, Baby Yoda is super cute and frog people. And and we're just seeing stuff that exists in the Star Wars universe. But we're seeing it presented in a way that's very entertaining. And it's 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 very slow. Like we're moving the story along very slow because the story is not important. That is the backdrop, the adventure and the connection between the Mandalorian and baby Yoda. That is, that is the story that will be what we will see. And I don't care if it's that way for four more seasons. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. I am absolutely down for it. I thought this episode was totally cool. It is. It is. Yes. It's, it's. I
0: hope her and her husband are in a committed relationship.
1: You're just looking at frog terms now.
0: What? Never. I would never just Google frog puns. <laughs> frog puns? No, I would uh, never do that. Uh, I I I'm, I'm in. I like uh, a friend of mine said. He texted me. He's like, so this is like the worst episode ever, right? And I completely did this. I was like, no. No, this is one of the best ever. Like Who said spy- that? uh Ruben. Oh, Ruben can just ch- <laughs> I like, it. I was like, I spiders. Well, I hope he croaks. Frog people. Baby Yoda eating the eggs of the frog people. I- I- I'm in all the way. I'm in all the way. I-, I was too. And I don't know. I think this show has this.
1: Here's the thing. We'll get
0: to the whole baby. I'm sure it, You know, season finale. They'll wrap up Baby Yoda's thing in two episodes. Well,
1: I w- I want you to do me. I want I want to say two things. One, uh, as soon as this episode is over, I want you to go back and listen to our previous episode where you said, and I quote. I'm done. They need to move the story along. Let's get to the end of the story. And you completely were saying uh, everything. You did the same thing. You did the same huh? thing.
0: No, I did not. Yes, I did you not. Did How, not. Dare you. How dare you. I don't there remember saying that There were several episodes where you like, like, oh, I hope they just stick to what Baby Yoda's about. Never mind. I didn't say that. You die. <laughs> if only there was a way to go back and
1: listen to previous episodes. <laughs> no, nope, uh, Can't do
0: it. No, I won't. I won't do it. Can't stop. Won't stop. Uh, hey, uh, uh I'm able to look at myself and say, you know what? I was wrong. I'm not able to admit I know that, you're not able so to do that. I'm not there. I can admit that you're wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course you can. Is that
2: okay? Is that okay?
0: Uh, I want to speak to something else. This, is, this has been on my chest. This has nothing to do with anything, but it goes back to me as a personal shopper, completely unrelated, but also about people having patience. Mm. And you just say, hmm. Which means you're mm. not really invested, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm, tell me, people are impatient, Jerry. Do you know this? Mm-mm. Wouldn't imagine. <laughs> Never would have thought it. It's mind boggling, especially when you are at a grocery store. Just how impatient people are. You're at a grocery store. Hey, guess what? Some people don't have a grocery stores. Some people either uh, have to grow the groceries themselves. Or they just don't get anything.
1: (laughs) They have to grow their own toilet paper.
0: Grow it. Grow it from the leaves of the tree. So you're in a fortunate situation to have a grocery store, sir or ma'am. So don't get all bent out of shape when you can't get down the aisle in .3 seconds that you wish to. So as a personal shopper. I pick the items up and I have to put them in the the totes. That's what they call these big blue baskets that we carry with us in our little special shopping cart. I'm I'm able to carry eight totes to a shopping cart. So I can shop for up to eight different people at a time. But oftentimes, you know, it's a couple of the same totes for people. That's neither here nor there. Really doesn't matter. Irrelevant to the story. So this is what gets me. I saw a meme recently that Jason Dinger had posted. (laughs) It was so accurate. It was from the, uh, uh, what's the Jessica Jones Netflix show? Uh, has, uh, who's the man? The 10th doctor, David Tennant. Mm -hmm. He's in it. David Tennant is in it, in it to win
1: it. And it says something to the- Congratulations to Jason Dinger on his successful Kickstarter for, uh, captains of the coast and uh, crescent city cargo i'm looking
0: forward to playing that continue Me me too um so the meme is jessica jones and like david tennant is just like right beside her just staring at her but the meme says she trying to put the change back in my billfold at the register and then he's like staring at her like super close and it's like next person in line so like this person's just breathing down your neck because you're like taking two seconds to put your change in your pocket and i feel that so as i'm personal shopping i put you know the items in my tote and you know i pick him up from the aisle and i put them in there and when i do that you know i have to get in the aisle i have to get in the way of some people so i was bent over putting it uh, uh, a pack of Coke, a 12 pack of Coca-Cola into the bottom tote of my little carry on thing. And this dude just walks right up on me like his crotch in my face. Like just, and just sat there because I'm blocking the aisle, but I'm like, give me five seconds, bro. Let me put this in here in just a few seconds. Can you please step back six feet Uh, Social distancing, non-existent, people don't care, non-mask wearing, mouth breathing. Oh, my God. I was so angry. Like, I was so angry. So, guess what I did? I took even longer. I had stuck that 12-pack in there seconds ago. But I was taking my time on getting back up and getting out of his way. And as he walked by, he didn't look at me. And I glared at the back of his head.
1: Oh, that'll teach him! That got him. That's a good passive aggressiveness right there. Oh my go god! Ahead and I was
0: so angry. I, I, if I, I, he had to have felt my eyeballs in the back of his head because I glared him down. I'm like, just give me a second, man. Like, are you that hurry to get to the Nestle water? 12-pack of water that you're grabbing? Like, is it that a life and death that you couldn't wait for me to stick this 12-pack of soda in my tote? That you had quick to question. put your crotch in my face, and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe you're taking this long. Calm quick down. Quick, 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 Calm quick question. Down. You keep you keep saying crotch. My... Uh, do, do, uh, do you know the people...
1: Do you know the people that you're shopping for? Like, do you see the name? Uh, do you, like, look
0: at... You see the first letter, initial, and then you see like the first like f- four letters of the last name. Okay, so but like you, you don't, don't f- know who you're shopping. So like you would be like J Bake.
1: So you don't know. So okay. So like if I if I I could not put in like a a personal shopper order and you see my name and know you're shopping for me.
0: Not particularly. I mean I wouldn't might think Jay Bake. Hey, I wonder if that's Jerry, but I wouldn't know yeah, for I sure. Didn't. There might be a Johnny Bakeroid out there somewhere.
1: Yeah. yeah. Notice the copious amounts of, of hair conditioner and uh things of that nature, lotions and no oh I'm I'm shopping for Jerry. Viagra. Viagra. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey. Extends hey. <laughs> Expense. <laughs> uh Hey, uh, hey! You don't embarrass oysters. me. to make. <laughs> what is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got them Walmart oysters. That's that's a. You know hey, we, got em, baby. We, got shrimp, brand, we got them, baby. The got brand. The Equate brand chicken of the sea <laughs> oyster brand. <laughs> let me... The wife comes home and you're peeling that can open. You know it's about to be a good time. With your feet, what, honey. Please. Yes, with my feet, oh my honey. God. Let. Would you like to try one of these oysters? <laughs> I've got some uh, Equate brand coffee
0: brewing. It's great well value. As, uh, this, great not value. not everything's Equate. Equate only applies in the pharmacy section. Other than that, it's great value.
1: Mm, you want some of these great value oysters? <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. Let you come on back to my place? We'll have some great value crackers. Oh, They're just yeah. like Ritz buttery <laughs> uh, okay that's enough i'm i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm done and uh so mandalorian second episode awesome we love it
0: if you love arachnophobia you'll love season two episode two
1: i love arachnophobia because i like jeff daniels and i love dan uh dan, uh, uh, dan, dan, dan connor <laughs> dan connor john goodman it's dan God- connor that's um, how I know him.
0: I was, try- I was actually sitting here, I was like, I wonder if Shardé has seen Arachnophobia, because that's not a oh. movie I have revisited in some time. I'm, it's about time. Such a
1: stupid premise. Such a stupid premise, but, but, it's, but executed yeah, for well. For me,
0: it's the uh, the practical effects of that movie that just creep me out. And that's yeah. what I like about Mandalorian, too. Like, uh, the, the frog lady's a practical effect. Right? Right. Right. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm in i'm in baby
1: okay it's good to good that you're in good that you're in and i'm glad that you got this 20 minute rant about people not being patient as you shot for him out of the way i'm sure that was ribbiting Get your crotch out of our, my face bro for our our listeners but still this is this is what this podcast is for for you to air out your grievances we, we extort
0: patience what can i say do, do we need to do the chant again <laughs> yes <laughs> All right, wall. Give me a board
1: <laughs> game. I'm bored oh, live. I'm sorry, we're doing, doing it live. Game. Uh, yes. My father
0: didn't love me.
1: <laughs> oh God, this is. Uh, follow us on Twitter. No, don't follow us or on Twitter. Don't. Come to our Facebook. Follow us our Facebook. Our group. Facebook
0: group our, is where it's at. We barely tweet. Our, our
1: Facebook group is lit.
0: If you want to uh, talk to us personally, come to Facebook group.
1: Join our OnlyFans. <laughs> our fans only
0: I don't know why that cracked me up. A A it's not existent. B I can only imagine if it was.
1: I am going to I i I'm going to start a fans only where it's just video of me unboxing board games with my feet if, if dan if mike delicio doesn't quit emailing me asking me for pictures of my toes i'm gonna i'm gonna send a cease and desist order to tom and say look you gotta get this guy you gotta stop him he's obsessed
0: speaking of open toed shoes mike delicio mm-hmm.
1: that's why he moved to florida <laughs> So
0: i could wear them all the time <laughs> he wasn't getting any toe action up there in illinois He's like I can't everybody, wear my I can't wear my thongs up here. <laughs> everybody knows that Florida's
1: where all the good toe actions at. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? If you if you want to see some cuticles, uh, anyways, okay. I'm done. I'm right. Hanging up.
0: We better go. Bye. Thank you for listening to the board game snobs. Stay classy.